might know we are in the middle of a sermon series on the miracles of Elijah. So a couple of weeks before we started this series, but we are giving a two weeks break for that series and we will resume that series a little later after two weeks, okay? All right? So Sunday before the Resurrection Sunday of Jesus Christ is observed as the Palm Sunday all around the world. So whether you observe Palm Sunday or an Easter or you do not observe Palm Sunday and Easter, it doesn't really matter because the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ is the truth of Christianity. Can you say truth? Little louder, truth? Resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ is the fact and it is the truth of Christianity. As Jesus was entering into the city of Jerusalem, we see multitudes gathering together there and giving him a warm reception, a grand reception. Scripture calls this as triumphal entry of Lord Jesus. So the triumphal entry is recorded in all four Gospels. So we are going to turn our Bibles to Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Long Scripture, we are going to read that together now. May I also get that in the screen. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. So let's read that with understanding so to realize what's going on there and what is the setup right there. Matthew 21, 1. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent to two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite to you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Lose them and bring them before me. And if anyone asks anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send with you, send them to you. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, verse 4, which was spoken according to the prophet by saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them, set Jesus on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Verse 9. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Verse 10. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. You know, it is an amazing situation there that Jesus entered into Jerusalem. So as Jesus entered into Jerusalem, people in the city, they all moved. They were finding out what is going on in this city. Who is coming into this city? And they said, Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, this scripture portion very well ties with, you know, what Enoch read from Psalm 24. 
Just want to throw two scriptures from Psalm 24 right now. Verse 9 says, lift up your heads. O you gates, lift up you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. You know, prophetically, the prophet David forespoke about, you know, what was about to happen later in the lifetime of him. And he could see that happening and was said, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. The king of glory was entering into the city of Jerusalem. That is the setup right now. Jerusalem was willing to accept the king of glory. Jerusalem was willing to let the king of glory come in. So this morning I titled my sermon as, Let the King Come In. Can you say that with me? Let the king come in. That simply means allow the king to come in. Allow the king to come inside. I want to take you to the Old Testament right now, to the Old Testament setting. Number one, we are going to talk about the Old Testament setting. The Psalm 24 that we read this morning was remembered a return in the Old Testament setting. You all remember the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines. They took and they came to captivity. But later on, David fought with them and then he won the war and he brought back the Ark of the Covenant. He redeemed the Ark of the Covenant. An Ark of the Covenant was temporarily residing in someone's house for three months. You remember whose name? What's, what's his name? Obed-Edom? Okay, so it was staying in the house of Obed-Edom. And during the time, what happened to Obed-Edom and his household? God blessed him, right? God blessed him when the presence, well, Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. Can you say presence of God? So that's what is represented by Ark When the Ark of the Covenant was residing in the house of Obed-Edom, God blessed him. God blessed his household. Now David decided we need to bring the Ark of the Covenant into the city of Jerusalem. And there was a major celebration going on there. We read all this in 2 Samuel chapter 6. We, we don't have time to go there. You can note it down and read it later. 2 Samuel chapter 6. So remember, David was dancing before the Ark of the Covenant as they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the city of Jerusalem. So they brought the Ark of the Covenant and they set the Ark of the Covenant in the place that David erected in the midst of the tabernacle. Now David brought offerings, uh, burnt offerings and peace offerings, all this before the Lord. And at that time, in that occasion, they wanted a song to be sung. David ended up in writing Psalm 24. So he wrote Psalm 24 as the presence of God was entering into the city of Jerusalem, entering into the tabernacle. They were all singing Psalm 24, saying, lift up you heads, O you gates, lift up, lift up you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. You know, God's glory was the most sought by one by David and the children of Israel. They were longing for the presence of God. So he let the king to come in. He let the king to enter into the city of Jerusalem. Children of Israel, they allowed the presence of God to be brought back into the tabernacle. Can I hear an amen? Ark of the covenant represents us as God's presence. 
When the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the most holy place of Solomon's temple, the later on, the temple that was built by Solomon, you remember what happened? The glory of God descended over the temple of God. Amen? And even the priest could not stay there. You know, there was thick smoke and fire inside the temple of God. Even the priest could not stay there and minister to people. God's presence is always welcomed by his own people. Today, people in this world, they may not understand. But you and I, we know how important, how precious is the presence of God. And we let the presence of God come in. We let the presence of the glory of God come in. Children of Israel did that. Now we'll move to the New Testament setting now. When Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem, it really takes us back to the Old Testament setting of God's glory coming, entering into the tabernacle. It reminds us the psalm that David wrote, Psalm 24, that was really appropriate for that setting. You know, I wish that Psalm 24 could have been sung very well as Jesus was entering into the city of Jerusalem. As Swami says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift up your everlasting doors, and let the King of glory come in. Here we see in the New Testament setting, multitudes spread their clothes on the road. Can you imagine? People went, climbed on the trees and they cut down the tree branches and they spread it on the, on the road and they were shouting and glorifying God. We read that in Matthew chapter 21 verse 9. Can you read with me? Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Jerusalem letting the king come in. On the day when Jesus entered into the city of Jerusalem, children of Israel in the wilderness, they let the presence of God to come in into their lives, into the tabernacle. Here we see children of Israel, city of Jerusalem, is letting the king of glory come into the city of Jerusalem. In today's setting, I want to talk to you a little more. In today's setting, if you see we can apply very well Psalm 24 and Matthew chapter 21 into our lives. Christ entering into the souls and residing, making residence inside our lives and being with us until everlasting, until eternity. And that is assured by his word and by his spirit. That's what the word of God says. And he, what he does, he comes as we let the king to come into our lives. He comes into our lives and he makes residence inside of our lives. In fact, Bible says, when we allow Christ to come into our lives, the spirit of God prepares our lives and he makes our lives as a temple of God. Amen. That's what the word of God says. When we allow the spirit of God to come into our lives, he comes inside of us, he makes residence inside of us, and he occupies our lives, and he converts our lives into a temple of God. You know, what, is an, what an amazing fact that is. I want you to reflect back and see that's what exactly children of Israel did. They invited the presence of God. The tabernacle without the presence of God is just a tent. A building without a presence of God is just a building. 
And they invited the presence of God and the presence of God was brought back into their lives. They let the king to come in to the tabernacle. Now we see in, 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 in Matthew 21, they let the, let the king Jesus to enter into the city of Jerusalem. And as a New Testament believer, you and I, we let the king to come in our lives. And we allow him to make residence inside of our house, inside of our lives. And the spirit of God converts our lives into a temple of God. We don't need a temple that is built by hand anymore because we are the temple of God. Wherever we go, we can pray. That doesn't mean that we don't need to come together. We also need to come together. That's what the Bible says. We need to get together. Assembling of saints is important. Assembling of people with oneness is important. But each one of us is a temple of God because the word of God says, do not know that you are the temple of God. Spirit of God resides inside of you. Today, when we let the king come in, it's like... Ark of the Covenant is brought, bringing, brought back into the tabernacle. It's same as Jesus entering into Jerusalem. It's same as like opening the door and allowing Jesus to enter into our lives. This morning we are going to get into a time of prayer soon. And we are allowing, asking God to enter into our lives. The book of Revelation, John writes in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Jesus telling to each one of us this morning. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. You know, many times the churches, people of God, think that this verse needs to be preached only in the conventions, only in the crusades. This verse is applicable only for non-believers who want to come to Christ. Who wanted the presence of God. People of God, they wanted the, the, tabernacle, the, the Ark of the Covenant to come in. Who wanted Jesus to enter into Jerusalem? His own people. Who wanted Jesus to come into our lives? His own people. We are his own people. Can I hear an amen? We are his own people. We want more than the world needs Jesus. You and I need Jesus. Then otherwise we can't show Jesus to the world. It was exactly like Paul on the road of Damascus. Letting the king of glory coming into his life. You know, it was a moment in his life. It was an amazing moment in his life. It was like Lydia, a seller of purple from the church of Thyatira. Sitting there and listening to Paul as he was preaching. And she let the king of glory coming into her life. King of glory entered into her life and found residence there. There are thousands and thousands all around today. All around the world. Letting the king of glory come and entering into their lives. Enter into their lives. It's exactly the same scenario repeated. Today it's repeating when every soul accepts Christ, when every child of God invites the presence of God into his lives, it repeats. Yesterday we were part of a meeting with uh, John Maxwell's team. It's their missionary division that no one knows about. And we were listening to a leadership team, one of the leadership members from there, and we both were just listening to them. Their target for this year is one million souls to come to Christ. 
reaching different parts of the globe where gospel is not, gospel is not, in, you know, gospel is brought in different ways. Gospel is brought to different places by meeting their needs. Where there is no water, provide water facility. Where there is no uh, 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 sanitary requirements met, provide that. Where there is no food, provide food. But here a team is working towards where there is no literacy, where there is no growth, where there is no, uh, there is no personal growth. People are dying because they don't have proper knowledge coming together and telling them how they can upgrade their lives to a certain extent so that they can receive the gospel and accept Christ. Every day, people are coming to this cross by letting the king come in. Letting the king come in, the mystery, the most, the, 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 the most terrible and awesome, the good way, the mystery is Jesus coming into our lives and changing our lives. Let the king come into every area of your life. Can you do, just do that this, this morning before we leave? Let the king come into your marriage. Let the king come into your future. Let the king come into your career. Let the king come into every decision that make you make in your life. Let the king come into your ambitions and your expectations. Can you let the king come in? Children of Israel did. Paul did. Lydia did. People of Jerusalem did. And you and I did at some point of time. This morning my question is, are we still Allowing, are we still letting the king of glory come into our lives? You will see the glory of God that descended upon the people. They gathered in the temple of God as the ark, God, uh, ark of the covenant was brought in. The same glory is, is residing inside of you and inside of me. Finally, we talked about the Old Testament setting. We talked about the New Testament setting. We talked about the today's setting. And let's talk about the future settings. The same presence of God that entered into the temple of God. The same Jesus who entered into the city of Jerusalem. The same Jesus who takes occupancy inside of our hearts today as we invite his presence into his life. He is going to enter back into this world again. Amen. He is going to make a re-entry as the entire creation opens its way for the Lord, the King of Kings, to come in. We let the King of Kings to come in in our lives. And the entire creation is expecting, is longing for the day when it can let the King of Glory to come back into this world. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Spirit of God says, Behold, he is coming. Who is coming? Who is coming? Jesus is coming. He is coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Every even who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so. Amen. The king who entered into the city of Jerusalem is going to make his re-entry to this earth as king of kings. And as Lord of Lords, let's read one more scripture, Revelation, two more scriptures, Revelation 19, 16. Can you read that with me? Revelation 19, 16. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. What is the name written? Can you say that out loud? King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can you just say it out loud again? King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. He's going to make a re-entry into this earth. Knowing this, 
The psalmist wrote in Psalm 145 verse 13. Psalm 145 verse 13. Shall we read that together? Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generation. He foresaw that. It's happening. You know, today the world appears, the world looks like, even the church at times looks like that, you know, oh, Jesus is not going to come back in my lifetime. There are many people told, even my mom told, my grandparents told that Jesus is going to come back, but you know, they are gone, but Jesus, have not, Jesus has not come back yet. Even from churches, the fact seems to be fading away. Because, you know, somebody may ask, you know, how, I don't have time really think, to think about Jesus coming back. I have problems to handle for today. I have problems to handle for tomorrow. The world takes its back seats and relaxing. The church is also relaxing in the back seat as the driver is driving the, the vehicle. They are just relaxing, seeing that, thinking that, Jesus, I don't think he's going to come back during my lifetime. Somebody was praying, Lord, let me get married, oh God. Lord, let me blessed with, be blessed with a child, oh God. Then you come. Then you come. Let me have some good time in my life, oh God. And then you come. There, what is the hurry? There is no, no hurry. You can come a little later. Just relax. But the fact is, Jesus is going to come back. Whether we are, as human beings, whether we are ready or not, Bible says the entire creation is ready. The entire creation is ready, crying out like a pain. With the birth pain, they are unable to handle the pain that they are going to, they are handling in the corrupt world. They are crying out, come Lord Jesus, come. How many of people would have prayed in Ukraine? Jesus, why don't you come before? I lose my life. Jesus, why don't you come before someone shoots me? Why don't you come? But the fact is, King is coming. You and I have two things to do before the King comes back to this world. Number one, we must let the King come into our own life. Secondly, we must let the King come into other lives. Sharing gospel is no more difficult in this world today. People know. People know that they are missing something. When COVID came, when war came, it shook everybody's heart. People are vulnerable today. They know there is something happening on the face of this earth. You know, you, you see when there's a big thunder or there's a gunshot, you see all the birds, you know, just fly in the sky making noises here and there. They don't know what's happening. It's exactly the same situation that people on the, of the world is living today. They do not know what's happening. We must do two things. Number one, we must let the king to come in in our own lives. We must let the king come in to other lives. Little Lydia asked the nurse that she wants to see her mommy. Lydia just opened her eyes after a car accident that took place two days before. And she never realized that she is the only survivor of her family. The nurse had no answer to give to that seven-year-old because she wanted to see her mom. 
By the time the nurse could come out with an answer, Lydia again went back to sleep. The nurse really realized that there is something terribly wrong. Lydia's conditions were drastically deteriorating. The next time when Lydia opened her eyes, she started telling about a dream that she saw in just a few minutes ago. Lydia said, I saw a pearly gate which was kept open. And we all, as a family, we all went through that gate and we saw Jesus, the King of Kings, who was seated on the throne there. All the other family members went to meet the king, leaving me behind. And I waited and waited and waited, thinking that they will come back to me. But they never came back to me. And I came back crying. And as I was crying, an angel of God suddenly tapped on my shoulder and said, Lydia, let the king come into your life. Let the king come into your life. If you do that, you will see your family again. As Lydia was murmuring these words, let the king come into my life. Let the king come into my life. She closed her eyes forever. The nurse went home that night. She had a terrible life. She became orphan at the very young age. She lost her only child during a premature delivery. And her husband recently left her. But these words, the let the king come in, let the king come in, was ringing in her ear. It was not allowing her to sleep that night. And she decided to think about and pray about it. And she prayed the prayer of inviting that king, Jesus, to come into her life. She got a great hope that she would see both of her parents one day. And she would also see her lost baby one day. She had that assurance. And she was not quiet. She started doing the second thing. She shared this word, let the king come in. Let the king come in to many of her friends. You know what happened? Many of them started calling the name of the Lord. Shall we all arise this morning? Many of them started calling the name of the Lord. They, all that they prayed was, let the king come in. Let the king come in.